Good morning, and welcome to the Black Coffee Friday episode of the Coffee Podcast. Black Coffee Friday, hashtag Black Coffee Friday, drink your coffee black. Black Advertisement Coffee Friday. Brought to you by the Coffee Podcast. You know, the other day, uh, I had a girl walk up to me, and she looked at me and she said, my, you seem over-extracted. And I looked at her and I said, why do you say that? And she looked back and said, the undesirables. Oh gosh, you know, <laughs> you know. I, I bet we lost a few listeners just right there. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thankful for corny coffee jokes, and today we're gonna be focused on things that we're thankful for in the coffee industry. Right, um, because it's Thanksgiving, or though it's where it was it's yesterday. The day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> I mean, it is right now. Timey wimey. Timey right? wimey. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess this is a good time to reflect on all this, all the things we're thankful for uh, in the coffee industry, starting with cafes. Cafes. Why are we thankful for cafes? Well, I mean, there's so many reasons to be thankful for cafes. I think right off the bat, I'm thankful for the community that you kind of get to experience in cafes the the thing where you go in and you're drinking delicious coffee with other people who are also drinking delicious coffee. There's something to that. Right, there's also something to looking at the uh, at the backside of a MacBook. I mean, I think we just had this conversation the last week about uh cafe stereotypes. If you missed it, be sure to go back and listen to it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm talking about the ideal situation where you're you're sitting in a the coffee perfect shop, cafe. The Wi-Fi is shut down, <laughs> and you know you're you're able to actually sit down and talk with one another. Not with, necessarily about coffee, but what? But with uh, cheerful baristas. Yeah, I'm thankful for cheerful baristas. Yeah, definitely. They make my day. I mean, they make my coffee. Yeah, and we talked about this before too. But having experience where you're going in and the barista actually cares about what they're doing and they care much more about the guests coming in and the paycheck they receive or the tips or whether or not there's a tip. I mean, cheerful baristas make for a cheerful cafe experience. And Well, well they're pretty much the face of the cup. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of what you get out of your cup is kind of what, what was put into it, right? So if... You go up and you order your your, your coffee, and the, the barista kind of just gets a little snarky with you, and just kind of hands you your coffee. You're kind of just drinking your coffee in a little bit of a off-putting mood. Yeah. Whereas if they're just like, "Oh yeah, this coffee's from Kenya. It's a it's Kenya AB. Blah blah blah." Gets all into it. You know, super excited, and they hand you your cup, and you're like, "Man, I'm jiving! Like this cup of coffee is good." <laughs> I, I think, yeah, for sure, it's it's better for a barista to err on the side of being annoying, and <laughs> and friendliness than to be snarky and and overly like I know everything there is to know about coffee. Yeah, and what the barista does is really brings out the best in the roaster, or we would hope. Yeah. 
Certainly. I am super thankful for roasters. For specialty coffee roasters. Yeah, the roasters that burn their burn the beans, I'm not so thankful for. They give coffee a bad name. This coffee tastes burnt. Well, ma'am, it is burnt. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, ouch, that was a little harsh, man. I didn't say who. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got to start somewhere, though. You do, but it's better to start on a good foot than a foot that's, you know. Well, you know what? <laughs> you know, And here's the thing. Coffee has been around much longer than probably any any of us listening. I'm sure of it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, coffee was never really prepared in a way that it is today. Um, I mean, it was in the 60s. You know the Chemexes came out in the 60s? It was in the 40s, or bro. 40, was it facts. 40s? Yeah. Hey, I'm not good with time. Yeah. Uh, Huey, Huey Lewis was popular in the but, 60s. I mean, just because the Chemex came out in 1941 doesn't mean that there was like specialty coffee roasters back then. That's right. You know, it was probably still Maxwell House. You know what? It probably was still like the pre-ground coffee inside the like the sealable can. And you'd probably well, like break the seal, right? And then, oh, smell that delicious dark roast, right? And then you'd probably get a spoon and put like, you know three or four spoonfuls in the Chemex, well, and then you'd, you'd probably be brewing <laughs> like Maxwell House, Folgers, Paul de Lima. You'd probably be, be brewing all these older coffee companies in this Chemex. I mean, specialty coffee really has kind of just come into, you know, uh, fruition maybe, what, 20 years back? Well, maybe a little longer. I don't know. I think there might have been like some kind of underground underground thing going but it's definitely not been out for the public like the no and but it has always been extremely popular and i was just fact checking myself and in world war ii coffee was so desired that they used acorns and as a substitute because people wanted coffee and it was like the only thing you mean that they would they would grind up acorns in the coffee to kind of stretch it a little further stuff called it looks like it's called cough yeah I remember thinking, I thought about this while we were talking just now, wow. and I was like, it's crazy that coffee has been a centerpiece to at least Western civilization. And yeah. I would say even further, like, it's been a centerpiece to most cultures. Mm. You know, yeah. how long has Africa been in the coffee industry? You know? Well, they're like the, the, that's the what beginnings. I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's wild coffee. As long as it's been around. Yeah. Coffee has been around for a long time. I'm thankful for that. Oh, yeah. Um, well, who isn't, right? I mean, well, coffee, coffee there makes, are those few. Coffee makes the world go round. You know? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you know that uh, coffee is like the biggest export for Colombia. Mm. An entire country is like dependent on exporting coffee. It, it's kind of a big deal if you look at it in an economic oh. sense. It literally makes the world go round. It makes the round. economy go around. Economy, for one. <laughs> Two, uh, it wakes people up so that they can do their job. You know, the accountants, you know, the... Yeah. Well, I mean, every, and, it, and it contributes to the overall health of the Right, and we're just starting to see new, like, world. new, new health studies and health claims coming out on all the... On the uh, good, good properties of coffee, but I mean, it, well, it gives people jobs. What good is coffee to, uh, 
Joe Schmo lives in America if he can't get any? What good is it to him? Right. What good is it if you if you can't get it at all? And and that's why we've Ooh. got to be super thankful for the importers. Holla. Holla back at the importers. Yes, sir. Without importers, no coffee would be coming into uh into our roasters, into our roasting facilities. No coffee would be coming into uh your cafe. Baristas would be out of a job. Roasters would be out of a job. Pretty much coffee would be non-existent in Western civilization. Bar- baristas would probably just be bartenders. Not, I mean, bartenders are cool, but I mean, like, yeah, they would be making cocktails. That we'd, had no we'd all we'd all be about twenty minutes late for work. Yeah, we'd all be dragging. Uh, yeah, not fire breathing, but <laughs> slow feet in the morning. So yeah, importers, big deal, big deal. Um, but of course. The importers have to get their coffee from somewhere. And then, you know, who the importers deal with are the exporters, the people actually getting it out of the country. Yeah, this goes way back to economics. If not for the exporter, the importer couldn't import anything. And that is just a sad world. Can you imagine just an exporter being like, what do I do with who, all this who coffee? Who do I, yeah, what? Man, I got all these coffee now. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to do with it? Yeah, I'm sure they sound I'm in a tight like... spot. <laughs> Probably open a roastery or something. <laughs> and sell it to the farmers. Yeah. That just hey, <laughs> that'd be a plus, you know? Cause that the, would be so... Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, you Self-sustaining would, coffee farms where you would you would buy the coffee from the farmer and sell the brewed coffee or the roasted coffee back to the farmer. They would use it to wake up in the morning and to be on their feet picking coffee. And they're just picking the coffee and they're drinking their coffee and they're like, hey, coffee. coffee. <laughs> in that sense, the... the that's a coffee economy for sure. Yeah. Uh, super thankful for exporters and also the producers. Exporters deal directly with the producers. And these are the guys, right, that take all of the green coffee crop and turn it into a commodity. They You can't say that on the air. Say what? Oh, crop? Yeah, what'd you think I oh, said? Oh, sorry. It, yeah, they, they take the coffee that has been picked, right, and then they, they uh, put it through the mill. So, uh, they ferment it, right? Put it through the fermentation tanks. They dehusk it. You know, they wash it or they leave it natural, that sort of thing. And then uh, they let it sit in the parchment. And then they, uh, you know, take it out of the parchment before it ships. But th- those are the producers. These are the guys that like make the coffee what it is. Right. So it's like if not if, for the producer, we <clears> wouldn't <throat> we wouldn't be able to roast coffee, if let we, alone sell it. Like right. If we skip this. Um, Without the producer, you're left with just like little green, like like little pods, little coffee pods, right? That so, you couldn't do anything with. Well, you could. I mean, you could you could try to grind them up. <laughs> Without <laughs> roasting them, like I don't. I actually don't know, and I actually don't know if um, you are able to roast unprocessed coffee. We should try it. Should be a project. I don't even know. I don't even Who's know. Who's going to be willing? You're going to have to go to Origin and you're going to have to like steal a couple cherries before it goes through the mill. Dude, I was just at Origin last night. So yeah? I grabbed some. Dude, I know what we're going to do. Anyways, producers, I mean, they just. I mean, it, not a lot of people actually think about the producers, but they're kind of like the, the big deal. They're like the composer. Yeah. You know? They're they're kind of what brings uh, 
life into the coffee. So if you mess up on the producing side of things, it doesn't matter what the roaster or the barista does with that coffee, it's going to be bad. Yeah. I mean, you need a good producer producing to get a good cup of coffee. It's always funny to me how how you can uh, you can mess up at any of these stages and end up with a with a junky, janky, schwanky, bojangles cup of coffee. Right. Any step of the any step of the supply chain uh, can reduce the quality. Which is why we're thankful for. I mean, when we say these categories, we're thankful for the good ones. Not that we're not thankful for the bad ones, but if you're going to do your job poorly, then why are you doing it at all? Let's move on. But it's like, who's doing the job poorly? Well, that's kind of like for a private eye Sherlock coffee drinker to figure out. To distinguish, right. Right. Don't you dare say quality control. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But where would the producers be without a bean to dehusk? To, yeah, I mean, without the coffee pickers picking the coffee, you've got nothing to process. So, huge props out to my coffee pickers in the coffee lands. You guys are doing an awesome job. Yeah. I, uh, Keep working it. Back to the picking thing. It's It's just incredible to me that, you know, these people pick so many beans. And again, every time, like, you know what happens all the time in cafes or in your kitchen or somewhere and you like drop a bean on the floor and you're just like, I think without the, without the knowledge, you're just kind of like, oh, well, there goes a bean. <laughs> but like every time I do it, it like hurts. It's like, dude, oh, you no. should never come visit me at the office. Oh, no. <laughs> it just hurts. I, I dump out so many beans. It's. And yeah, anyway. that's a start of a conversation. There's a there's it? a lot of beans to go around. Let's just say that. Don't <laughs> worry about that one bean. It's not that big of a deal. It really isn't. I mean, come on, dude. Uh, <laughs> I dropped a whole coffee tree the other day. Dude, I've got about four growing. So, um, oh well. Well, and pickers can't pick anything without a farmer. Without an actual plant, yeah, I'd have to agree. So. Farmers, you know, they have a lot of responsibility. Oh, yeah? But they also have, I think, the biggest source of of uh, drive because they're ma- probably making the most money on the farm. Well, and that's a kind of an interesting conversation because um, we actually had some people on the, some boots on the ground, so to speak, in Costa Rica. And a lot of these farmers actually have multiple sources of income. Huh. I mean, they'll grow coffee, right? And they'll they'll do that whole thing. But they'll also have, like, bananas and peanuts and, and other uh, <laughs> commodities, maybe? Is that what I mean? They would, sure. they would have other sources of income that aren't entirely coffee-based. Which is interesting that they would even need other sources of income. You think so? Well, well now we're going... on this on this side, on this side of life where you're like paying $5 a cup, you know. You know, and that's a <laughs> that's such a big misconception, right? With like the way we think about the supply chain. So you look at the price tag of your cup of coffee and you're like, "Oh, 
five bucks for a cup of coffee. And then you go and you look and it's like, oh, but you only paid four bucks a pound. Where's all the money going? Right? Yeah. Like not in the farmer's pockets. Oh, it must be those darn middlemen or those, you know, corrupt. No, it's like there's so many costs of um, keeping the lights on at the cafe. And then you've got to keep the lights on and keep the roaster running and keep the truckers. And I mean, you're you're employing people, right? So, of course, it's going to be more expensive by the time it gets into your cup. Oh, definitely. Definitely. But not even to mention, like, when we're talking about importing and exporting coffee, this stuff gets loaded up on containers and goes on a ship and goes afloat for 30 to 60 days. You're paying stripping you're paying ocean freights you're paying customs if the fda just decides hey we want to go and check your container to make sure that you're not smuggling in drugs you've got to pay them you got it's like four grand so them to go in and check your container so there's a lot of costs that you don't normally see and you don't even know exist but so then you're looking at your cup and you're like wait i'm drinking a cup of coffee for five bucks and you only paid four 35 which is expensive by the way four dollars and 35 cents a pound is is an expensive coffee but you're only paying four dollars and 35 cents a pound for your coffee yet i'm paying five bucks for my cup that just does not make sense it (laughs) well here pause for a second because i think that so the the money you're talking about is cost before the roaster gets it into their hands so Um, well it so, right, because the roasters going to buy it from the green bean. Trader. The roasters are going to buy it from At the how much? Well, and that's what goes into uh, you know, consideration with the market. Right. Whatever the market level is at. So say they buy it right? for $3 a pound, which is expensive. Okay. So say Colombians right now. Let me put you into perspective. Colombians right now are at about $1.50 a pound. Okay. Right? And that's a pretty good diff. I think that's like plus seven on the market. Um, so, so when you when you when you're spending cents, right? three bucks a pound on coffee, that's that's a high quality cup of coffee. If you're spending five bucks a pound on coffee, that's an extremely nice coffee. You know. Um, so say say you're a roaster and you're buying at one fifty. A dollar fifty cents. A dollar fifty a pound. Yeah, you buy a hundred pounds of green beans. Uh, no, because one bag is a hundred and fifty. Okay, so. okay. So well, so, well, dude, say you're just buying one. Okay, but so, it, it, you know, listen to this, dude. An importer won't just sell one bag. You've got to buy it by the pallet. At sure. At least. Okay, so how much is in a pallet? Ten bags. So, times one fifty pounds. Times ten. So you just spent. on a pallet per pound, right? Per pound? What are you talking about? I mean, I mean, you're you're, okay. 150, sorry, 150 per pound. You're buying the 150 pound bags. Yeah. And you're buying 10 of them. Yeah. So that's $2,250. Right. That you've spent. So if you, I mean, really, you could just kind of stay at, the 150 because that's how much you're um you're charging or how much you bought it for per pound right so 
Does it? Does that make sense? I don't know. I <laughs> no. don't don't push anyway, the calculator in front of the, my fence. The the, <laughs> the point the point is like from the roaster to the coffee shop, there's definitely some profit being made. Like it wouldn't um, be a business. It wouldn't be a business if it weren't profitable. Well, think about it. How many people do you think just one person sits around roasting coffee? No. Maybe two. Well, if they're like at their if big roasting big, facility, yeah. actually quite a bit, dude. Oh, I'm not talking big guys. I'm talking like tiny tiny guys. I mean, you've got to have someone who runs logistics, right? You've got to have someone who's doing the financing. Uh, keeping the books in check that you've got to pay. These guys don't just work for free, dude. I mean, they want they want to be paid, right? Uh, so you've got to pay so... your you've got to pay the people who are working in your office. You've got to pay to keep the lights on. You've got to you know I don't, I don't know pay for your building, I guess. But yeah. then on top of that, you've got to pay for uh, supplies, right? You've got to pay for what it costs to bag your coffee. You know, you've got to pay what it costs to ship your coffee. Sure. I mean. Yeah, you're going to be making a profit, right? Because who's who's not in, you know, business to make a profit? But it's not like I think there's a big proportion, there's a big cost that is taken out when people see the, the price of their coffee and they see the price at which it was purchased at. They're missing all the costs in between. Yeah. Well, I I think I I mean I t- I buy coffee, so I I don't think it's not fairly priced. I'm just saying there's a huge difference. Like the roaster gets the coffee at say 150 a pound. You're paying as a consumer from the retailer. But dude, 150 a pound. This is just like a basic. Right. Sure. Just sure. A basic coffee. No. Yeah. Yeah. I totally. I totally see that. But Not you might be spending, means. you know, twenty dollars on that bag sometimes. Sometimes, depending on who you buy it from. That's like thirteen mm. times the price that they paid for their green bean. So it's like where there is. Well, and you have to account for the roasters making a profit. There's also traveling; like you have to ship that stuff, right? And then there's all. So I get that. Like there's there's definitely other costs, and they have to pay their guys, and so (laughs) it all adds up. But I've heard I've heard people say all the time, "Oh, it's just that's just too expensive. That's why I buy X Y Z at at you know X Y Z grocery store because it's cheaper." And they're paying like eight dollars a pound. I'm like, how is that eight dollars a pound? Like. You know what? What did they put in that bag? <laughs> I mean, but I'm thankful for specialty roasters, for cafes that are selling these these coffees because that's what really got me into drinking. You know, and it, it, it's just one of the ways that you can experience um, high quality coffee because a lot of the bigger guys won't do it. It's just it's not effective. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not going to be buying uh, good quality coffee to turn into instant right you're not gonna be buying good quality coffee well, with the exception of that that one company you brought up a long time uh, you know, ago but th- that's not actually for their company that's for another company oh okay so they buy this coffee for another. anyways um okay. yeah like the big guys aren't going to be buying your you know 87 88 right because the big guys are feeding their big muscles which takes a lot of big money and so they're going for the highest margin yeah they want to bid they want they want they want people to bid them they're like i need this quality of coffee bid me and then you've got like six importers who bid their lowest price because they know whoever this big guy picks they're picking up 20 containers right which is thousands of dollars 
So it's all about the penny. Coffee is a game of pennies for sure. Totally off track though, because we're thankful for all of that. Because without any of those steps along the way, uh, coffee would not be what it is today, which is a beautiful thing. It's an enjoyable thing. It's a, it's a community-based drug. It's a community-building beverage. Yeah. I think um, through all of these steps, I mean, you have people-on-people-on-people people people interactions. Some of them are more ethical than others. Some of them are more productive than others. And I think that refining those relationships... Um, is important. And that's kind of the conversation that we're constantly bringing to the surface is how can we make these relationships more synced up and mm. uh, more humane? Uh, well, I don't, I hate using that word because humane is such a stupid word to use for right. that, but more, more people and people, more like people caring. Like how do, how does the cafe care more about the farmer? You know what? And I, and I like to put it this way. My focus is people. My language is coffee. And I think... My focus is people. My language is coffee. It's about the person because, you know, all things considered, we're looking after after the the people. You know, it's it's the people that really matter. Well, are we? I mean, we are. We'd hope... That's that's our conversation, but... Is the big dog doing that, or are they putting a label on their bag that says "I'm doing that"? Well, and and now and that just opens up um, another good discussion, which we can probably bring up sometime later. Well, no, uh, I I can say this fair. I can say this squarely right now. I'm thankful for businesses that have transparency. With yes, their coffee relationships. Amen. <laughs> I'm thankful. Seriously, like, I'm thankful for. Uh, Large companies, large coffee roasters, cafes, and things like that, that are transparent about where they really get their coffee, how they really get it, and what they're trying to do to improve those relationships and the quality of life for people all the way from bean to cup. You know, there's a there's programs out there, in fact, uh, and you might actually be familiar with them, Fair Trade? No. Yeah, they sing a pretty song, don't they, Jesse? But what they're doing when they when their tire, you know, meets the asphalt. Tire meets the road. Tire there, meets the road. There there's no tread. There aren't roads everywhere they are. So when the tire meets the dirt, right? There's there's no dust coming out. Is is what I'm trying to say. It's just spinning wheels. It's just a it's a pretty song. Wheels keep on turning. You know, and if you really if you really <laughs> take a look at uh, a deeper look inside some of these things. Some of these um, certifications, uh, you really there's a lot of questions that start to pop up in your mind. Like, is this really what they're doing? Are they really doing all that they're saying they're doing? We, well, we would hope so. I mean, you know. And and before anybody who's listening goes off the deep end and freaking out about all these things, it's just like use your brain in relationship to how people normally function around money. Right. And there's a lot of money to be made in coffee. And therefore, there's a lot of corruption that can come Definitely. out of the coffee industry. And so you have to ask yourself now and 20 years down the road, wherever you might be in your coffee journey, what do I think about money versus people? Because eventually it's going to come down to that point where you are at the crossroad. 
of, of selling your soul. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. Of selling your soul, or or keeping your your passion. And... Or yeah, or a, a different way to put it is selling your ideas or your company or whatever for a profit when you know that that's going to hurt your quality greatly and therefore hurt i mean at that point you're doing it for the money yeah compromising your quality a lot of the times is compromising relationships with Hmm. and different pieces and sockets of the coffee uh community yeah all the way from bean to cup and that's how we're always talking whenever wes and i are talking it's we're thinking big picture all the time for sure so but I'm thankful for these conversations. I'm thankful totally. for the social media that allows us to have these thankful conversations. Thankful for the internet. <laughs> thankful for <laughs> Al Gore, who invented the internet. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's it, not true, actually. You know, the, the internet is a, is a great source of information. So anyone can actually go and look and find this stuff. Well... If you have the drive to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like the hard drive. And I think, <laughs> I think as well, like... You and I are very thankful for the, our listeners and people oh, yes. that are listening and more so for the listeners who are communicating back to us and starting conversations. Thankful for communication. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I am thankful that we can talk about these things and have fruitful conversations. Yeah. Uh, that fruit being the coffee cherry. Right. And, coffee cherries. Right, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And coin uh, coffee jokes, again, which brings us full circle this back to lovely morning. The Coffee Podcast. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. You guys have a happy Black Coffee Friday. Hashtag Uh, Black Coffee Friday. Cheers.